Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Help of Hashem, we are learning Bava Metziah, Dafhei Amid Aleph. We left off all the way on top of the Amid. We had in the previous Daf a Machlekes between Abchia and Abshashis. In a case where a person, after being accused of owing money, the defendant is a Meidah However, not only does he admit that he owes part of the claim, he actually puts that part on the table. And he tells the litigant, the other litigant, Halach, here it is. Rabchia says that even though that which he is admitting to, he is legally returning now, nevertheless, he's still chayif to take the oath of Meidim Amiksas. Rabsheshes disagrees with Rabchia, and he holds that being that that which he is admitting to is legally being returned, so the only thing he is denying is all of the rest. He falls back in the category of a koifer hakoil, and midoy raisa, a koifer hakoil, is potted, is exempt from the biblical oath. So says the Gemara, according to Rab wherever there is a Helach, wherever the person is putting on the table the part that he admits, he's no longer obligated to take the oath. Why do we have to have a Pasik, a special limud, to exclude the one who is partially admitting or denying any claim regarding land that he does not need to swear. And as Rashi brings out here on top of the Amid, the Alfinola, the Pasik, the Limud, is going to be learned from a Klaal Uprat in Mesech Teshvois. And we will have this Pasik and this Limud also come on later in Bava Metziah, in Perik Hazo'av, and Daphnun Zayin. Why do we even need a limud back in the Gemara, the Valdik. Ha kol karka heilochu. Think about it. Land, karka ain't an exelus. Wherever it is, it's under the rishus of its owner. The moment a person admits to owing part of the land, so then it's already back in the domain of the owner. So if even when the person says heilach, the fact that he denied and admitted his chayiv shvua, you have to have a special pasik to tell you that that's not the case by karka. But according to Rab every partial admittal and partial denial by karka is heilach and should automatically be pater, gewaldik, so amar lach. So the Gemara says, Rab will tell you, no, it's rechra, you know where you need this limud, this klalu prat by karka. Wherever there is a claim that one dug and dug in a way that one damaged by digging pits, by digging ditches, by digging caverns, caverns, a ma'ara. So the, and that person getting the claim, you damaged my land, he partially admits and partially denies. Ah, now here the, the, the admittance is that he owes money. It's not that he stole land, and therefore the land is already here, but Rishus Balam. Inami or, in a case where the claim, as we learned at the end of yesterday's share, the claim against him isn't only about land, it's about utensils and land. And he's moida on the kalim, the kalim are not here. And he's denying the land, no, he's denying the land. 
So these will be two scenarios where without the special limud, even according to the opinion that says, you might have thought over here that, uh, that it's, not, it's not a case of Eilach. Very good. Now just to speak out that whenever there's going to be a a boyres shichun mo'ores taino, and the other tzad is claiming what? He's claiming that some of the damage that you're saying I made, I did, but some of it I didn't. Rambam is the one that learns the Gemara this way. Because really, now that the claim against me is that I damaged land, other rishonim hold, now it's a purely financial claim. Fashtest. If it's a natural claim, then it's, a, then, then it's not a case of karka. And, and, and let's go. Even though the Rabshesh is Helech is spotted, but uh, normally by Maidim and Mixas, Yechayev Shvua. Rambam holds that since the financial claim is because of land damages, it retains the category of this is a land claim. And because of the Klaloprat, because of a special Kra, even though he's made of a mix, he's going to be potted. Other Rishonim say no. Other Rishonim say that a financial claim is a financial claim. The Gemara is speaking about a case where the defendant is not saying, I owe you the money. The defendant is saying, I will fix the land. Oh, so since he's not, even what he's admitting is not money, it's all about land, that is where we have this limud from the Pasuk that even though you might have a mix, you're still going to be potter mishfuah. But it's not a case of halach because there isn't land that's being admitted to. Gavaldik. Now, Toshimam, the Tani Rami Barchama. Now, to learn the Braisa that Rami Barchama taught, we happen to have this Braisa at the end of Bavakama. If you remember Kuvzain, that little Ahmed. So let's quickly review what we learned over there. In, in Parshas Mishpatim and Pedic Chavbeis, you have Psukim that teach us the dinim of the Shoimrim, of custodians. And quickly reviewing, you have what we call a Shoimer Chinom, someone who's watching someone else's items without compensation. You have a Shoimer who's getting paid to be the custodian, Shoimer Sachar. And then you have a borrower, not only is he using, does he have something that's not his, but he has the rights to use it without paying for it. It's like a favor. And then you have a soicher, someone who has something that's not his, but he's paying to use it, he's a renter. Now generally there are three types of damages. One will call a oinus, an unavoidable accident. An unavoidable accident is a category which in most cases the custodian will be exempt of. Then you have an in-between type of category called Geneva Va'aveda. If the article was lost or stolen, now obviously if there was negligence and it got lost, that's a different category. But he guarded it normally and nevertheless it was lost or stolen, Geneva Va'aveda. Then you have Pshia, gross negligence. Gross negligence can even include because of the gross negligence it was lost or gross negligence and it got damaged. So the rules are like this, that being that he wasn't even paid to watch it, he's the least liable, but still if there's gross negligence, by Pshia he's going to be chayv. Ashoimer Sachar, since he was paid to watch it, so his, his responsibilities are upped. Not only will he be chayv by Pshia, he's chayv also by Geneva Vaveda, but by Oynes he's potter. Then you have Ashoyel, the fact that he had the right to use it without paying for it, 
he borrowed it. Not only is he chayiv by pshia and gnev Aveda, he's even chayiv by an oynis. However, we'll learn later that there are certain exceptions, mesa machmas malacha, that he'll be exempt of, but oynis is chayiv for. Now, a renter, a seichid, is a machlekes tanoim, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir, and as we spoke out a lot, that there's a machlekes in the Gemara, what each one says, the majority opinion. Most of the times we quote the Machlekes, Rabbi Yudha Rameir, just a simon to remember, Rabbi Meir, the Mem, is the one that holds that a Seichir is the Shemer Chinam, it's my simon, and Rabbi Yehuda holds that a Seichir is, 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 is like a Shemer Sachar. However, be aware that there are some who reverse that. Now, what is interesting, and we spoke this out last year, that the din of Maidab Mixas, that is a Chayif Shvua Doiraisa, is learned from Parshas Hashemrim. Noch in the first one, in Perik Chav Beis, in Pasuk Ches, when the Torah is speaking about the Shemer Chinam, who was claiming that I don't have to return the article that I was guarding because uh, it got lost, it got stolen. And the Torah speaks about him needing to swear. The Torah uses the words that he is swearing, Ki Huzeh. Ki Huzeh means that this is what I owe you, but not more. He's denying part, he's admitting part. And in Daf, in Baba Kama, Daf Kuvzayin, we have that famous statement that Eruv Parshi is Kosov Khan. That many Amoroim hold that Ki Huzeh, which is the way we generally learn, the din of Maidib Mixas is not a din connected to the Shemrim. In any case, like a loan, like we're learning about, I lent you money, you owe me money. The defendant says, well, I owe you part, Ki Huzeh, that's the din that is Chayiv Shvur. However, Rami Barchama Torah Braisa. And the Braisa says that we don't say Eruv Parshish Kosov Khan. The, the Tan of Rami Barchama holds that all of the Shvuas Hashoimrim that we learned about in Bavakama, let's speak about Hashoimr Chinam. Hashoimr Chinam is claiming to the owner, to the Mafkid, the article that you gave me was Gnevim Aveda. Hashoimr Chinam was spotted. And the trader says he has to swear. So on that teaches Rami Barchama, not always. All of the Shvuas HaShemrim, whether it is the Shemir Chinam, the Shemir Sachar, whoever has to take an oath, they only have to take an oath when they are Moide B'mixas. Wow. Not Eid of Parshish Kosov Khan, because why would the trader say the words Kiyuzeh and Parshish HaShemrim? That we learned above the Kama. Now we're going to take it a step further. Even according to this opinion, don't think that Stama Moide B'mixas will be the case in which a Shemir has to swear, meaning, for example, the Mafkin... So, for example, the wrong case would be that the mafka tells the shamer, I gave you two cows. And the shamer says, no, one cow you never gave me. You only gave me one cow. And the one cow that you gave me was Nignavoy Avda. Even there he won't have to swear. Really, the Tana of Rami Barham is going to tell you that you know where a shamer will have to swear, where you have a full denial and you have a full admittance and then you have his claim of Nignavoy Avda, which would mean that the minimum scenario of a Shemir needing to swear, that's after learning the whole Bavakama, is when the Mafke tells the Shemir, I gave you three cows, just for example. And the Shemir says like this, one cow you never gave me. From the two cows that you did give me, one of them, I was negligent, Pshia. So they're from Chayef to pay. 
So that's called the Maidah B'mixas. So there's a full Maidah B'mixas. And on the third cow, he says, Nignav HaYavda. Taka was lost, but it was lost, you know, Gnev HaVavedah. Or if he's a Shemer Sachar, he says it was an Oynas. He gives a Tainer for which he's potter. And only then does he have to swear. Now, let's read it inside. So, Toshimah, the Tani Ramim Bar Chama, that Arba'a Shoimrim Tzrichim Kefirah B'mixas, Vaidah B'mixas. The fact that the Pasuk tells you the words Ki in Parshas HaShoimrim. Now, by the way, Pasuk Ches in Parshas Mishpatim is the din of Shoimr Chinom. But the Tani Ramim Bar Chama understands the Ki need in order for there to be any Shvuas HaShoimrim doesn't only go to the Shoimr Chinom Parsha. In Pasuk Tess, you begin with the Shemer Sachar. Then you begin, I think, in Pasuk Yud Gimel, with the Din of Shoyel. It goes for all the four Shemer. Shemer Chinam, and the Shoyel, and the Noise Sachar, which means a renter, and the Ha Soicher, period. Now, asks the Gemara again, analyzing, you're telling me that according to Rapsheshus, wherever there's a Din of Heilach, your Pater, so Heichidami, what is this Braiser referring to? Lav, the Amrle Heilach? Is it not that the Seicher, who is admitting that one cow he owes, one cow he received, isn't it that at least that one cow he still has? And he's telling the, the Mafkid, okay, that cow I take uh, yours, take it. Now, if Rapsheshus is right, and whenever that which he admits to, he puts on the table, so that is already off the table, so to say, and there's no need of a, of a, of a shvua, there's no din of a, of a shvua, so where do you have the case of a shvua? So the Gemara says, Lai, that according to Rapsheshes, according to Tani Rami Bar that even by the Shemim you have to have a way to mix us, even, it's even more limited. When will you have a case of Maidim Mixas, the Amar Lay, that the, the Mafke tells the Shemim, Herzachayim, Gimel, Paris, Mursakti, Lucha, I gave you three cows, Umeisukul, Bibshia. He's demanding, I want all three back. And he knows he's not getting them back so quick. He says, I heard they all died and it's your fault. And on that, the Shemer responds like this. Regarding one of the three cows, he's making a denial. A complete kefira. A total kefira. Another cow, meaning that that's the case he has to swear for. He's saying, yeah, got lost, but it's not my fault. I'm exempt. And v'chada, now let's speak about the hoida'ah. That's going to be the key. He's not moid on something that's here. Upon He's saying, basically, take it. It's legally yours. The one that he's moid on, he's saying, yeah, died. But it died v'pshia. Meaning, I owe you the money. But he's not putting the money on the table. D'ba'ena shalom ilach. But the laf heilachu. And ain't chanami, according to Rapsheshes, when you do have heilach, if the cow that he's moided, that he owes, is here, especially Lishita Rashi that we spoke out yesterday, Halach doesn't only mean that he physically gives it back to the owner, but he's declaring where it is, and it's considered Bereshuz Ba'alim, especially by Yashoimer, the item that I'm guarding is not mine. That's called Halach. Then even there he won't have to swear. That's not Halach. That's not called Halach. Helech is, the Rashi spoke out, according to other Rishonim, Helech means, here, take it. He puts it on the table. According to Rashi, he tells the lender, I never used those $50, and it's sitting in my drawer. Now, we spoke out yesterday, people ask on Rashi, since even if I didn't spend the money, the money is already mine, the borrower. 
Okay, good question. The point is, Halach means I'm either physically giving it to you, or it is legally yours. That's Halach. And the only time you have a din of Shmuel, Meidim Amiksas, is when you don't own the money yet. I'm just minded that I owe you the money. And that will be the case by the Shemrim, according to Tani, Rami Barcham. And now just to go back, that according to the other approach, that aid of Parshish, Kasuf Khan, by Shemrim, you don't need to have a Meidim Amiksas. And when we go to Cheder, no one taught us that. We never hit the Kuf Zayim. Even though we learned the Dafhei. So it was a big Chiddush, at least now it was easier to learn it. But most of the opinions hold that by Shemrim, when the Mafka tells the Shemir, give me back the animal, and the Shemir says, is Aveda, the Shemir Chinam says that, or the Shemir Sacher says, Oynes, that is where he has to swear. The owner has the right to tell him, how do I know? Okay. Well, that's a Machlech Samirim. Right. Now, what's very unusual in the Gemara, we didn't refute Rabchia, we didn't refute Rabsheshis, but let's not forget that our Sugya did not begin with Halach. Halach was on Dav Dalad. What was Dav Gimel? Dav Gimel began that you have a person who's a Kaifer Hakur. And then you have two Adim that tell the Kaifer, no, 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 no. You owe 50. I know that you owe 50. And on that, Tani Rabchia, we learn the Chama Rabchia, Chiddush. That, that's, that is like a Moed of is Chayef Shvor. Even though the logic that Rabbi gave from Moed of is not Shayech, but Nikal V'chaymer, that turned into a Tzad HaShova, from Haidu Piv and from Eid Echad, we learned that he has to make a Shvor. Now we're going back to this. So Toshema, and the first statement of Rabbi that Tani Avua, the Rebbe Aftoiriki, the father of Rebbe Aftoiriki, asked, to the opinion of Rabchia Kamaisa, not the din of Halach. That's the latter one. That's Daf Dalit. He asked regarding the din of Daf Gimel of Edim that he tells him, and he's quoting a Braisa. And the Braisa Mamish speaks about this case and says the opposite of Rabchia. That money, you owe me money. I do not, I owe you nothing. Witnesses testify that he owes him half. Amana is a hundred Zuz. Adam say, you owe him 50. So says the Braisa, you might think that he has to take an oath to substantiate the denial. Not all the denial, because whatever the Adam testified to, he has to pay. So Talmud Leimer, so quotes the price of the Pasuk. In Parsha Shumais, over there in the Parsha of Shemachinam, in Pasuk Ches, that he's swearing Al-Kol Aveda, regarding any loss. And here are the words, Asher Yoimar, that the defendant is saying, Ki Huzeh, which means, it is this. It is this means always, it is this that I do owe you. But not more. That's the meaning. So, only if the defendant is the one that says, This is what I owe you. Some of it. He's made the mixes. The Braisa that was taught by the father of Rebbe Af Toiriki says that if Adam are the ones that testify that some of the claim is owed, there is no Shua, made the mixes. It's a befetish against Rabchia. Counters the Gemara. And these. Nah, you're waking up. You learned this in Cheder. You're asking from Abraisa and Rabchia. Rabchia Tanahu Palik. That's the rule. The transitional era. Transitional. So we learned Rav many times together. 
We spoke out in Baba Kama Ilfa. Rabchia. Rabchia was in the middle. That's why Rabsheshis can argue with Rabchia. If not, how can Rabsheshis argue with Rabchia? Shmuel argues with Rav. How can Shmuel argue with Rav? No, the Gemara says the same exact words on Av. Rav Tanahu Palik. That means they were from this transitional era. They were Talmidim of the Tanoim. After Rebbe passed away, we, the era of the Tanoim ended. After the Mishnais were put together, the era of the Tanoim ended. And all the people that were living there were going to the category of Amoyim. Oh, so was Rav. Well, Rav moved later to Surah, but Rav learned. Rabbi Yechinan learned we spoke out with Rav until he was 15. He was 15 years old when, when Rebbe passed away. He was in his yeshiva. Okay, so now, says the Gemara, one second. The Braiser brought a Pasuk. So the Gemara says, that's no proof. And Ashi says that beautiful. The words Ki speaking about the Shaimir. Or any defendant, let's go Iru Parshis, a defendant and saying, You're telling me that I owe you? Only this is what I owe you, and not more. If the Pasik would have used extra words which would imply that the din of Maidim Amiksas is only in the case where he is Maida, then you can limit it to that case. Yeah, the words Ki is speaking about Maidim Amiksataina. But being that there is no extra words there, so there are how many dinim in Torah do we know? Hashem gives one example, and then we amplify it, we expand it to other cases as well. So we learn the case of Adam from the case of Hidaspiv. What about Vavodarav, the Rebbe Af Toiriki Amarlach? There is an extra word in the parsha of Maidibamiksas which will tell you that you don't apply it to any other case. Because the Torah says the words, Ki huzem, and the Torah could have taught you the case of Maidiba Mixas by either only writing that the defendant in the Pasuk there, the Shoimer, is saying Ki hu, or the Pasuk could have written that the Shoimer, the defendant, is saying Ki zeh. Both of these words imply that he's saying, You have a psatain on me. Okay, what, some of it is here, and the rest, Lahadam. The trader says, ki hu that is an extra expression. So, ah, chad is lamayi b'meks and chad is to tell you that you don't apply it to other cases. The chad lahadoas edim, that if witnesses are the ones that testify to part of the claim, that you don't apply lamayi b'meks atayna, shua yupater. What about rabchia, v'idach? He says, yeah, there is an extra word, but that excludes a different case. And is going to be something we're going to learn in more detail in Shavuos. When you learn about this quickly, you won't have any questions. The case is, Reuven tells Shimon, you owe me a hundred pounds of chitim. Shimon says, no, no, I only owe you fifty pounds of sa'idim. So he's made the mixas. But on a complete different item. There we don't say it's Maidim Amiksas. And we learn it from the extra words. Ki huzeh. To exclude that case. V'idach. What about the father of Rebbe Afri, Af Toiriki? Maidim Amin Hataina Leislai. He holds that that is included in the din of Maidim Amiksas. And he holds like Rabgam Gamliel. The Tanan. Tanu Chitim Haidu Lebisa Item. 
Yeah, no, there is a certain word that's coming to exclude. The question is, what is it excluding? The father of Reb, the Avua, holds that it doesn't exclude this case. You take a chayiv in that case, as we learn in the Mishnah. Tanakama says potter, Rab Gamliel says chayiv, and Avua, the Rebbe, Aftoiriki, holds like Rab Gamliel, you're chayiv. So the extra word is coming to exclude the case of Rab Chia. Rab Chia Tanohopalik. So we have this machlekes tanoim, whether there is a kaifer hakoil. Adam say he owes half, whether he's chayiv shvur or not. Now the underlying issue, and that's going to be the theme to the rest of the daf, and we spoke this out already before in both dafim, when a person is known to be a liar, like in this case, he's kaifer hakoil. Adam are the ones that say, no, 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 you owe 50. If a person is known to Bezdin to be a liar, what will his oath be of value? So the question is, do we say, that's a general question. That's a general question on the soul sugya. And it really goes back even to the Mishnah. You know, you're saying in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yechelen explains why If you're concerned about a guy, a ganef, that he's going to go and he's going to chop someone else's talus, what? So telling him you'll have to swear is going to prevent him from doing it? Do we say that a chashad al is not Chashad Ashvur or not, that's going to be the whole discussion right now. So let's restart with the story. Hahu Raya, or Raya, there was a shepherd. And as we'll see in a moment, and we learned this in Bavikama, there's a Takanas Chachamim, Ein Megdadlan, Behemadaka, Beretz Yisrael, because shepherds were, sadly, many of them were thieves, meaning that they took the animals that were entrusted in their care and they had it grazed in other people's fields. Here there was a, a, a shepherd that was such a ganef, they didn't own animals. Their profession was to shepherd other people's animals. No one gave the shepherd an animal if not in front of witnesses. Because you knew if you gave this guy an animal without witnesses, he's going to say, you never get an animal from you. And people still did business with him. So there was an ayah, to have a Muslim, every day people gave them animals, but besada, always in front of witnesses. So like this, if he denies, I got to hate him. So Yehimachad, you know, you do business with a guy so long, you start trusting in him. Yehimachad, Masr al-Label Someone gave this raya an animal without witnesses. L'soif, at the end of that day, he came to collect his animals. Amar Luhu, yeah, this Chacham tells him, Lo yoyud varam you gave me nothing. However, Sadi witnesses came and Asidu the Achal Tartim Ayu. No one saw him giving him the animals. We're speaking about a raya that owned nothing of his own. And let's say that day, if he got animals, it was only from Reuven. He's claiming he never got anything. Two witnesses saw him eat two animals that day. So that means two animals for sure he got. That's a given here. If not, how would he have animals to eat? So Ahmed Abzaida says, Abzaida, look at the words of Abzaida. This seems to be a case where the defendant is Koifer Hakel. Adim testified that he owes something. Mestamar Uven is claiming, I gave you 10 animals. He says, I, get, I, I owe you nothing. And at least two now we know from Adim. So says Rab Zayda, Im Yisrael, the Rab Chia Kama Yisam. So that means, okay, we're not debating this. That means that he got those two from Reuven. Those circumstances is a given. So now, if we're going to hold like Rabbi Kamaisa, Rabbi from Dav Gimel, which means that if Adam say you owe part, that is still Moedim Emixas, Yechayv Shvua. So now, Mishtaba Asha'ara, this Raya has to swear to substantiate the rest, that I don't owe you more than the two. 
But only if you hold like Rabbi So Amalei Abaya, Abaya's question to Rabbi Zayra is premised on him not accepting that if someone is chashud al-mamayna, a is going to help. He didn't word that, but it's premised on it. So he tells Rabbi Zayra, Emisa Mishtaba, yeah, if you hold like Rabbi then he swears, doesn't make sense. He's really asking on Rabbi also, because for Hagazlanu, Oh, he, he said Lahadam. Now what Rashi does over here, the Emisa Gazlan who go nine lines from the bottom of the Amid, this is very important. Why didn't Abaya challenge Rabkhiya himself? This is worse than the case of Rabkhiya. That's also going to be a theme that we're going to go back and forth. And it's good to read this Rashi inside. Nine lines, it's in the wide lines, from the bottom of the Amid. Middle of the line, Rashi, Divya Maschil, for Hagazlanu. Abaya is saying, I can even accept Rabkhiya's din. But since Rabkhiya was speaking about a milva, or even in the case of a pikadin in Sholay Shalach Bayadva Ovid Mimenu, where the custodian did not touch the article but he lost it, it's possible to say the Ikalameimad Ishtamute Mishtamit, that the defendant is simply buying time. You know, he shouldn't have denied it. In a case where he says, I owe you nothing, and then Adam says, You own 50. We can still be Malamad's chus. Really, he knows he owes 100 and he's planning to pay back 100. Or the Shoemid got the three cows. He's going to give him back the three cows or the two cows because one of them is claiming that it was a Gnev of Aveda. He doesn't have it now. He lost it. So to buy time, he's saying Lahadam. But in the case of Araya, what, what a, he's a shepherd. He's a shepherd. That the way many Achreinim say, that's why the Gemara began with the story, that no one ever gave him animals without witnesses. He's a known Goslin. He already is known not to, to have any Namanus. So this guy would be believed with the Shua Maidiba Mixas. Doesn't make sense. There has to be a point where you say, Yechashat to be a Goslin. Shua is not the solution. So Amale responds, Rab Zeda, I agree with you. Yes, he's a Goslin. He cannot swear. But there's another din. Now we're learning this for the first time in Bava Mitzia. This is a very important rule. Shekeneg doiko Wherever a person is chayiv shvua. We did mention this at the end of Bava Kam. And they cannot swear because they're not trustworthy anymore. That oath goes to the opposing litigant. And even though normally you're not in the shbaim v'noitlin, all of the shvua smida is like maida b'mixas. Someone wants to take money from me. I'm denying, I don't owe you 100, I only owe you 50. So I have to pay you the 50. But for me not to have to pay you the other 50, I swear that I don't owe you. I swear to keep it. The Shreimer is saying it got lost. If the Shreimer swears, he doesn't have to pay the mafkit. In a scenario where the person who would have to swear is not believed, Chachamim take that oath and they switch it. They tell the litigant, like in our case, He's saying, Lahadam. The claimant, Reuven, is saying, I gave you 10 uh, Shepsalach. He's saying, I got nothing. Now, two witnesses says he got two. The other side has to swear that he gave him an additional eight. And he'll take it. That's the meaning of what we said over here. He'll take it from the Raya. He owes him the money. Either the, the animals or, or the money. So, he, and he's saying, if you hold of Rabkhiya, then he has to swear. And I know he can't swear. He's known to be a thief. So therefore, the other side swears and they take whatever they're demanding. Rabbi Zayda is saying that if you would hold like Rabkhiya, an oath would be needed. So ask the Gemara, and if you would not hold of the din of Rabkhiya? This is all predicated that really he has to take an oath. 
Because even in the case where he's kaifer hakol, when edem edem yichayv shvua, and taka since he cannot swear, shekenegdei noital, shekenegdei nishma. So asks the gemara that can be because if that's the case, even if you would not hold of the din of rabchia, and finally now we're going to read it inside, kaifer hakol was only potter midoy raisa, but midrabanan bezman rav nachman. In times of the Amairayim, the Chazal said that even a Kaifer Hakal has to take an oath. And here again, he cannot take an oath. So then Shekenegde takes the oath. So Hashtanami asks the Gemara, even the Laysa the Rabchia still, Nechayvim and Rab Nachman, the time we learned in the Mishnah, Manali Biyotchaf, one tells the other, you owe me money. And, the, and he responds, Ein Yadi, I owe you nothing, Kaifer Hakal. And on that, Midairai said that then is, he's exempt, he doesn't pay him, he doesn't have to take an oath. But Vamarav Nachman, that there is a rabbinic oath. The word heses means to incite. It's an inciting oath. So Rashi here nicely, three lines from the bottom of the Amid, says, why is it called a shuas heses? People are afraid to take an oath. The Torah says, by and a God willing will get there. The end of this whole sugi is, is that when people are chashud amamayna, they're not chashud ashvuah. It's not a good thing, it's sad, but still, some people are not afraid to steal because they think, whatever I steal today, I can give back tomorrow. Once you make a false oath, how do you fix that? Can't fix that. So when you tell a person, swear, it motivates them to admit if they're lying. Bottom line is, there is a shvuas heses. So who needs the din of Rabzeira based on Abchia? Without Rabchia, there is a chi of shvuah. This raya is a ganef, a gazlin, so the other side has to swear, and he'll get it. Answers the Gemara very importantly that. The Correct. Correct. And now that he's a Gazlan, the other side has to swear. So answers the Gemara that you should know that the din of Rav Nachman is called a takanta. A takanta means a rabbinic enactment. Turning to the famous base, and this is the rule. We had the Soma Masech the Shabbos that v'takanta l'takanta loyavdinon. Dafke, if you hold like Rab Kamaisa, there is a Chiyuv Doiraisa of Maidabimiksas. That is where we say, since in this case the defendant is not believed to swear, so then the other side has to swear. If the defendant would have to swear, but only Midrabanan, then throwing the Shvur to the other side is another Dirabanan. Takanta, le Takanta, one Takana on top of the other, we don't make. Now the Gemara's. He won't get it. So now the Gemara says. Let's go to the premise of Abaya. Abaya's premise, the question that he had against Rabzeira is that how can he swear? He's a Gazlan. Implying that if you chashad amomoyna, that's Abaya's opinion, you chashad ashvua. The whole Ahmed is going to be challenging that. Says the Gemara of a tape clay, even if there's no Adim, let's go even further. Based on your premise, Abaya, that if a person is chashad amomoyna, he can't swear. So ask, even if there's no Edim, he should never be allowed to swear. Simply by the fact that he's a Raya, that he's a shepherd. Shepherds were known to be people that were not careful. They allowed the animals to graze in other people's fields. And that, that's a Geneva or a Gezela. As we learned, Vamar Av Yehuda, Stam Raya Apostle. Answers the Gemara, Lekash. You know what, you know when do we say that a Stam Raya is known to be a Ghana for a Gazlan? That's when he has his own animals. And, they, they, and his own animals will allow graze in other people's fields. However, a raya that is the alma 
meaning he's only grazing other people's animals, Rashi says, and the Gemara is going to speak out in a moment, Ein Adam And I'll tell you even more. When a Rai is being paid to shepherd other people's animals, you're normally paid him per hour. Why would he shepherd animals on other people's lawns? Because to go out of the city to where it's Hefker takes more time. Whenever you pay a worker for his time, I promise you, he's going to schlep. He'll be the most honest worker. He won't graze in other people's fields. Chayim. Take them out of the city. Then he'll say he needed another two hours because he didn't know. Maybe someone owned that. So he's taking out a ganav. It's only now that you had the case that there were Edim. Now we know he's a ganav. That's why Yabai asked the question. And the Elotei Me'ochet, the Gemara proves it. If you don't say this, Anon, if every Raya is considered a Gazlan, Anon, Chivasa L'Raya, Hechi Masrin, and how can we ever give a shepherd animals? Why not? Because it says, Lifna Yiver, Loisit and Michshel. So it must be, Ela, Chazake, Ein Adam Chaytev, Eloi which is why the whole back and forth of Abayat and Abzeda was only because of this unique case where there were Edim Edim that he ate up two, two Shepsalach. Now just to point out the following, every now and then we'll repeat this. That Lifnei Iver Loisitin Michshel by the letter of the law, black and white, does not apply to this case. Lifnei Iver Loisitin Michshel only applies, we learned this in the Gemara, it's called when it is Betrei Ivre de Nahara. Which means that if I ask, if I, do, if I create a scenario where someone else is going to sin, but that person would sin anyway, I'm not over lifnaivir. I'm only over lifnaivir if I give something to someone who would not be able to sin without me. Like two people are on two sides of the river. I give that person treif. On the other side of the river, there is no treif to be gotten. So that's called Lifnaivir. If he's going to be Mechalal Shabbos anyway, even though I invited him to my house, for example, that's not called Lifnaivir. It is, the Ritva says, it's called Mesayeya Lo'evrei And that's what the Gemara meant here and many other times where the Gemara quotes Lifnaivir, you're helping someone sin, and that's the Raya, that you're not helping a Raya, the Alma sin. Okay, so let's go back to this whole concept. So it says the Mishnah, and we're going to see that we're going to go back to this whole question whether a person who's chashad amamayna, whether he's chashad ashvuas or not. So the Mishnah had a very unusual way of imposing an oath. Two guys are holding on to a talus. Everyone is saying it's all mine. The Beisden tells each side, look at the words, swear that you do not own less than half. Asks the Gemara, al de isle mishtaba, oi al de lesle mishtaba. What kind of oath is this? Is he swearing for what he doesn't have? Or is he swearing for what he does have? And the way Rashi says, it's very important. A person who's a ganaf, people think crooked. This oath doesn't prove anything. If a person says, I swear that I don't own less than half, think. If God forbid, I'm mamash a ganaf, if I did not grab this talus, you got it from Hefkir. I just latched onto it later. My words don't imply that it's mine. All I'm saying is, I swear that I don't own less than half. If I own nothing, these words are not false words. The shvua, dafke should have been a positive shvua. I swear that I own half, or that I own all of it, or that I own at least half. I have to make a shvua regarding ownership. Making an oath that I don't own less, 
doesn't contradict even the real Goslin. That's the question. So answer is Rafuna that really the person has to make a two-step shua. It resolves it. First, the Mishnah doesn't, doesn't write it out, but that's what he has to do. First, he has to say shua, sheyesh liba, I swear that I have. He has to say those words. And then he says, but I don't have less than half. At least it resolved the goslin that's trying to tie. I own, I swear that I have in it, but I don't have less than half. But now still the Gemara says, why didn't you make a straight oath? The name of Shvua Shekula Shali. What is he claiming? Kula Shali. Let Beisden tell him, swear Kula Shali. Points out the third Torah let's not forget, on that Beisden with Beis, we brought the Machlekes Chachamim and Benanis, that Benanis says, Beisden never forces a person to take oaths when you know one of them is going to be a liar. And Achanami, the Torah says, this question of the Gemara is not Lebenanis, it's Lechachamim. But still, why didn't you make a normal oath? Answers the Gemara. Will he get half? These are such good rules. When there is a claim in Beisden, Beisden knows that the end result will be no one is getting more than half. Beisden, for their own dignity, or Rashi says in the negative, for there not to be a laws against the Beisden, Beisden doesn't demand for an oath to be made when they know you will not be getting what you're swearing. It doesn't look good for the Beisden. Since Beisden knows that their Psakdin will be, each one will get half, they don't want anyone to swear more than half. At least it looks normal. You swore, you got what you swore. If they're going to demand for you to swear for all of it, and then they don't give you all of it, it doesn't look good for the Beisden. Still asking about him, the name of Shvua, Shechetz Yashali. Again, everything is crooked. I swear that I have, and I swear that I don't have less than half. Beisden is going to pass in half, swear that you have half, that cannot be said, answers the Gemara. Because made a layla diburai. You understand, he's undermining his claim. A person is coming to court, Shanaim, Kula Shali. I swear half is mine. He looks much like a liar. So the words of the oath don't contradict what he's saying. So asks the Gemara, Hashtanami made a layla diburai. Still, even though he's swearing, I swear I don't own, own less than half, he, that words are not as absolute as his claim. You know, when a person makes a claim and then they start walking it back, they're done. They're undermining themselves. So the Gemara says that now look how the Shvua is growing. He has to make a few statements. First, like we said, he has to make a two-step oath. Not, not about Amaretz. No one, no, one, no one undermines what they're saying. You can't do that. He has to first say, the Omar Kula Shali. Chavra, I want to know. I want you to know. I am claiming it's all mine. He has to say that. However, being that I know that you will not allow me to keep all of it, okay, so I want you to know, I swear that I have it, I have some, I have ownership in it, you got to word the whole shvua that way. Since each one is a muxik over the garment, the division in half is so correct, because everyone is a muhzak, so everyone is keeping that which they are muhzak upon. When I am muhzak and we apply the rule of the muhzak doesn't need a shvua. Why do you need a shvua here? Really, we're going back to what we learned in the beginning of the Mesechta. So, you don't need a shvua. Shvua zu takanas rachamim. And what is it? 
You have to prevent anarchy. If people can chop something, and because now they're the muhzik, they're going to get half, people are going to start acting terribly. People are going to be ganavim. So to prevent a ganav from stealing, knowing that you have to swear, it will prevent them from doing it. So now the Gemara is going to say, you're trying to, to, to enact a law that will demotivate a ganav. Oh, it's... He's motivated to steal, but he's not motivated to swear. The Neymar asks the Gemara, why don't we say, That's the question. To which the Gemara answers, so We don't say that, and I'll prove it to you, because the if you won't say that, if you will say that if someone is not honest when it comes to theft, he will not be honest to make a false oath, Right? Why don't we say, why are you making him swear? He's swearing for that which he's denying. No, he's denying it. You still suspect that he's lying. And you're, you're going to prove it by him taking an oath. Why don't you say, So the Gemara says, that's not a proof. Like we spoke out in Abba. Because Hossam over there, we could argue there is a possibility that he's not a Ganaf at all. And he plans to pay it all back later. It's only he's only buying time, he's only delaying, like Rabbi said. And I'll prove it to you that if a person denied alone, we know he denied alone. We know that. Adam said that. He doesn't lose his uh, trustability to be witness in another case. Only a person who denies a Pekadin, he's Pasal Eidus. Like we spoke out, a Milva, since Lohitzah Nitna, he had the right to spend it, and, it and, and by him not having the money to give back doesn't mean he's a Ganav. A Pekadin, the meaning of a Pekadin, if I am given something to be a custodian thereof, I'm not allowed to touch it. If I, if I moved it, I'm a Shaleh Yad. So by a Pekadin, you take a Chayef. So the Gemara says that doesn't work. That's not a good answer. We learned the Rashi and Ahmed Aleph. Because Elo, again, we learned the Tana, the Ramah Bar that even by the four Shoimrim, that the Torah speaks about Shvuas HaShoimrim, they only make a Shvua when they're made of a Mixas. There, they're guarding a Pikadin. And over there, the Shvua is going to substantiate what they're saying. There, you're telling me that by a Pikadin, HaKofim Pikadin is possible to Because he's a Ganath. He can't be a witness, so how can he swear that Abba Shoimim Srichim Kafira Bamiksas Vidova Miksas Shoimirchinam Bahashoyal Nisakhavasoikir? A question is, name a migga the Khashimamaina, Khashurashwasa. So again, that's a raya that we don't say migu, Khashuramamaina, Khashurashwasa. To which the Gemara says, yeah, you don't have a proof from there either. Hasam Nami, even by a Pikadin, it's possible that the person lost it. It happens. And he wants to give it back, he's ashamed to say that he lost it, so he's buying time by denying, I never got it. Or he's lying, it was, it was stolen by a Ganav. There also, he's buying time, so that he thinks that I'll find the Ganav and give it back to the owner. I lost it, I'll find it in the swamp. So again, there's no proof. Now we have a problem. Because if that's the case, how do you explain Rav Oven in the name of Rav Chizda, who says that HaKoifer B'Pikadin is no longer Kasha Le'edus? Why don't we say, he lost it, Why don't we say, And Savar, and he's thinking, Ad the Bochishna. That means, until I'll search it, I will search for it. 
Answers the Gemara that even that din of Rav Oven in the name of Rav Chizda, it's not stam that he was kaifer bepikad. He he told the the mafkid, I lost it, I, it was stolen. Aid them come and say it was in your house. And not only that, he knew it. Now, how do you know that he knew it was in his house? That's why Inami, to have a knock at it was in his hand. It's when Adam know that he knew about it, only then is he possible Adis. If not, we can still argue, we give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not a goslin. Oh, oh, no, 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 Fakert. Now we're clarifying it. It's only, only when we know he was Taka Goslin, his Pasala Eidus, but, but we're still saying, but we'll believe our oath. But we don't have a proof yet. So st- now we still don't have a proof that a person who's Chashad Amamayna will be believed for a Shvur. Maybe Chashad Amamayna, Chashad Ashvur. So Elah, the Amar Afuna, that Rafuna tells us that Mashbi and Isis Shvur, Shayna Bereshusai, there's a din that we're going to learn soon when a Shaymer. He's potter. There's no mixes. I was given a cow. The cow was lost by an oinus. If not for Tani, Rami Barchama, I have to make a shvua. Many Jews don't want to make a shvua. So there's a rule. If I don't want to make a shvua, pay up. So I want to pay up. Says Rafuna, not so quick. Because maybe I like your cow. I know you're not going to want to sell it. So I found a way to take it from you. By the way, that's called a chamson. Chamson means someone who extorts someone else's mafia. Even when I pay for that which is yours, if you did not want to sell it, I'm a thief. So we're chayshed that the shoymer is extorting it out of its owner. So even when he doesn't want to swear that it was Gnev of Aveda, Rafuna says he has to swear she'en abedashusai. So now ask the Gemara, how does that work? Why are you chayshed? You chayshed him. That he's a chamson. Means he's dishonest in money. He's forcing a seal. If you say, what will the shvua help? The Gemara says, that's also not a proof. Yes, a chamson, halachically, a extortionist, is considered a gazlan. But, but you can't compare. Because if I am paying for something that belongs to you, even though you don't want to sell it, in my mind, I'm not a ganif. I'm paying for it. Because the Mayrav Amar, Alright. Even if it's Mayrav Amar that he's not a gazlan, but how can he elude himself that he's not violating a din taira, which is from the Ten Commandments, the last Rashi in the Amid. Mali chashud alay sachmaid, mali chashud alay sigzoil. Same thing. And if you hold that someone who's chashud alay sigzoil is chashud ashvuasa, how can Afuna institute ashvua? The Gemara says that's not a question. Because loy sachmaid le inchi, people wrongfully think that the commandment thou shall not covet only means if they don't pay for it. Beloy dummy mashmalu. Now, really, that's not true. Leisachmed means I'm not allowed to covet even if I will pay for it. But people don't know that. So it's still a shayach to say that a chashad amamayna chashad ashvuasa. 
This person doesn't think they're violating But we're going to refute this. Let's just finish this. We just had this on Ahmed Aleph. Even though a Kaifer Hakel Midoy Raisa is exempt from swearing, Rav Nachman enacted a Takanto. That must be an Oisei Shvuas Heses. And this is the key. What did we learn from Rabba? There's a huge difference between a person who really wants to give everything back. But he's an honest person. He's unable to be meyes panim b'fnei bal So he's made of a mixas, and he's only making a delaying tactic for the other mixas. A person who's a kaifer hakel, who Rav Nachman is suspecting, maybe they really owe the money, a kaifer hakel who's meyes panim b'fnei bal that's a real gazlan. And if you're going to say that a chashad amamayna is chashad ashfuwasa, then what did Rav Nachman accomplish? Name a migra chashad amamayna, chashad ashfuwasa. That's number one. There's no answer to this. And number two, visu, well, at least. So uh, yeah, only is based on the concept that a chashad amamayna is not chashad ashfuwasa. And furthermore, yes, visu, hadatani rabchia, shneim nishboim vinaitl nabalabayis. Like Rashi already asked the question that on that base on the days when we quoted this din the Chenvani al Pinkasa we quoted the Mishnah and Shvuas Rashi asks why does the Gemara quote a Brisa but it's the same Brisa the Brisa is again Chenvani al Pinkasa you had a balabas an employer he went over to his bank which was the storekeeper pay my workers at the end of the day at the end of the day the workers come to the employer and they say we want to get money. So he goes over to the storekeeper. The storekeeper says, I paid him, you pay me. The worker says, we never got money. There the then is that they both swear, the storekeeper swears that he did pay them. The worker swear that they did not get paid. And the balabas has to give money to both of them. Shneim Nishbaim Vinaitlin, Mi Balabayis asks, the Gemara proves the Gemara, if name a Migiru Number two. Number three, Vesu, Hadam Rabsheshis. Rabsheshis says that Shalai Shvuas must be in Oisai. Whenever a custodian is claiming a claim for which he's exempt, he really has to take three oaths. Not one oath. One oath is Shalai Poshatiba. It was stolen. Maybe it was stolen because he was negligent. So he has to swear. I swear that I was not negligent and therefore it was stolen. Number two, Shvua Shalai Shalachti Boyad. I did not misappropriate it. The moment a Shemir uses the article for his use, even if later an oinus happens, he's chayef to pay. Because the moment you steal, you're chayef bachrayis. And then he makes an oath, She'ena Bereshusi, which means we are suspecting him that it is Bereshusi. No, it becomes, it becomes a gazlan. It becomes chay v'achrayis. Meaning, a shoyel, by, by mesa machmas molacha, is potter. He'll be chayiv. He's a thief. Aside of Abayah's question on Abzeidah, which shows that he holds that when you're chashar amayna, you are chashar ashfuasa, here the Gemara is proving that amayna people will steal. But they will never take a false oath. God says, lo it's interesting, people take that more serious, so a shvua will help. We'll stop over here, Mitzvah Shem, to be continued.